The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Listen, we want to get right into the analysis uh, now, and I'm delighted to say with me uh, in studio, uh, Marcus Horan, uh, former Munster and Ireland player, of course, and Ian Dowling, two-time Heineken Cup winner uh, with Munster as well. Uh, listen, folks, it's great to see both of you, and thanks a million uh, for uh, joining us. Um, can I ask, actually, we might before we talk about Ireland, because there's a lot to talk about Ireland, I mean, tonight's game is kind of a, a mouth-watering prospect as well, Marcus, isn't it? Yeah, um, I suppose... It's 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 brilliant to have an opener like this with New Zealand and France. I think it's um, you know if if anyone is going to talk about a curtain opener, it's uh, this is this is box office stuff. And I think um, you know it's what what the French public want, but I think it's what rugby supporters, neutrals, really want to see. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, obviously this result could decide the group, um, and we have a, a big interest in that group as well as Irish Irish supporters. So. Whatever happens out of there uh, is going to be interesting tonight. But it's great because you can see where those teams are at. I think um, New Zealand are hurting maybe from their defeat to South Africa in a warm-up game in Twickenham. So um, you could see a reaction from them and maybe shock shock the host. Yeah, I, I mean, it, whatever the result is tonight, we'll start getting into all these permutations. And w- w- would it be better were Ireland to lose to South Africa and things like that, which is kind of dangerous territory to get into when... Scotland arguably have the best team they've ever had in the professional era. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beauty of World Cups. I mean, like people talking about farm teams and you're looking at bookies saying who are the top two right now. I think yesterday it was New Zealand and France. And, um, you know, you kind of ask, where does that come from with the way South Africa are playing? So, you know, Paddy Powers and all those, they have it, they have it different to maybe farm. But, um, yeah, you look, you look at games that, that are coming up like Fiji, Wales, you know, Fiji, Australia... Um, they're not set in stone like they were maybe 20 years ago. I think, you know, these other teams, um, the Tongas, the Samoas, less so Japan this year, I think, but um, there's definitely teams like Georgia as well that are coming good and could upset a lot of teams and give them give them a lot to think about. And I think if, if teams like that are close right to the end of a game, um, they could shock, shock the world. And that's what makes the World Cup special. I just hope we're not on the end of one of those. Yeah. You know? So, Ian, tonight, what will you be looking out for? So we've got France without Entomac. That was kind of the big injury uh, concern that they've had to, to deal with and cope with. Uh, but obviously, they're an absolutely flying form, that French team, a brilliant team. New Zealand, who looked decent in the rugby championship, although it was kind of a truncated championship, and then very wobbly against the Springboks uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, what would you be looking at for? Given you know all things going well, we will be playing one or the other. Yeah, for me, I suppose as a winger looking at um, both all the All Blacks and uh, France between Penno on one wing, got Villiers on the other. They're two very exciting players arguably potentially the top try scorers and then on uh, the opposite, uh, opposite side you got Will Jordan and um, Tiala so they're um, four probably of the four of the, the best wingers in uh, world rugby at the minute so that's going to be exciting and then you, you throw in a little bit of uh, DuPont Magic who could also be one of the players of the tournament and has probably got the the weight of a nation on his shoulders tonight. So it's um, everything that France have been doing in recent years has all been like um, in preparation for for tonight. So it's it's a it's a great way to start the competition. Yeah, it's funny because I, you could see how 
it being at home, how it could go one or two ways, how it could heap pressure on the team as well, particularly if they're a bit wobbly tonight, uh, or, or it can be a 16th man. And I mean, you would have had huge experience of that with Munster. I mean, there was oftentimes, you know, that home crowd in Fortress Thoman and people will remember all of that. Like, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see how that plays on, on the French team tonight, won't it? Yeah, I think so. And it all comes back to that key man, Dupont, who just... He just looks so calm, cool, collected, and um, he's arguably, potentially, maybe after this, uh, after this term, we could say he's like the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player to play the game. So, um, and France, their history in the World Cups, uh, like they always seem to nearly kind of self-implode or like kind of they have this history, but. For once, whether it's Sean well, they, Edwards, they, they, they win when they shouldn't, yeah, uh, and 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 lose when they shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> they kind of, yeah. I think there's massive pressure on them to be honest, Kieran. I think, um, you know, you talked, you just mentioned there about is it okay if Ireland might could lose to South Africa and still get through? Yeah, and if we get over Scotland, that's that's the case. Like they could lose tonight, France could lose tonight and still get through, but. I think the French public could be very angry. They're that kind of supporter and they can turn on them. It was one of the things that drove us as, as a Munster team and even Irish teams when we went and played in France. And uh, Anthony Foley, God rest him, used to always say that in the dressing room, is if you can turn the crowd against those French teams, you, have, you, it's, you nearly have them on your side because they get frustrated about, you know, they want to see this flowing rugby and they want the ball to be thrown around and scoring tries. I mean, that's not happening. Um, they, can, they can turn very quickly on them and... That's where I think the pressure is on is on the French team. Is it's a tough opener for them. Like if they were playing one of the weaker teams and put up 60, 70 points on a team, it's great. It's um, Jouet, you know, Alela Blue. It's brilliant. But um, yeah, if if things don't go their way tonight, it can be tough. And you know, you're sitting then on a loss and you're waiting nearly a week to play again to to put it right. So um, mm. this is huge. It is huge for them. And I think more so than than our game against South Africa, which you kind of hinted at, we could afford to lose, you know? Yeah, well, listen, let's talk then uh, uh, about Ireland and Ireland's uh, game. So Romania's first up tomorrow at, at half past two. Uh, before we talk about it, uh, our reporter, Josh Crosby, was here in the streets in Limerick, on O'Connell Street and the surrounding streets a little bit earlier, uh, just asking people about the atmosphere here and the excitement ahead of uh, Ireland's opening fixture. Everyone's getting into it between that new uh, rugby building that's up the road in the country and everyone's kind of getting into it and everyone's kind of around the team because realistically it's the best sport Ireland have so everyone's kind of backing it, that's the case. Like. Why do you think Limerick is such a strong supporter for rugby? It's Keith Earls, Paul O'Connell, all the boys coming through, Conor Murray, Craig Casey, the lads that are coming through, like it's just a great Limerick show on their team this year, like, so it's good to be there and watch them. Will you be watching the Rugby World Cup? Every match. You're a big supporter? Big supporter. Yeah. And do you go to some of the Munster games? I do. Well, I did, but not so much now because old age is catching ah, up I should never, <laughs> never too old to go to a game. Some uh, wonderful experiences. You couldn't be anything else but rugby and hurling in Limerick. <laughs> yeah, but must say, I can't wait for it. I'm like a hen on hot brittle now all week waiting for them to start. And would you be getting up off the armchair, off the couch, like getting really into the games? Yes, and telling the ref where he's going wrong <laughs> all the pubs are posting about showing it live and all stuff like that I run a pub myself so we'd be showing it live hopefully get people down what for it what pub's that no? and pharmacy yeah, and the rugby supporters pub would you get a lot in I get a lot of people with the Munster games going over it's like we're not a big sports pub but with rugby and all that rugby and hurling yeah we'd we show that and hopefully they'll do it they'll Romania Scotland and South Africa are going to be tough if we get through them why do you think Limerick is such a stronghold for rugby oh it has been probably watch as many games as I possibly can there's a good bit of excitement so there's kind of a huge expectation that the team will do well and possibly reach the semi-final and maybe go 
up to the final itself. Now that you're kind of getting close to the event, you can kind of feel the excitement starting to build up. You'll be wearing the green jersey on Saturday? I'd probably be wearing it and won't be taking it off for the month, I'd say. Why is Limerick such a rugby stronghold? Or have you any connections yourself? To I have. But I won't go into that now at the moment because I might be misquoting this. <laughs> you see, Will they be playing in France? They won't be playing in France, but they'll be supporting with all their might. How do you think Ireland will fare throughout the whole tournament? I hope they do very well. I'm a very big rugby fan, yeah. I used to go to a lot of the Munster matches, even away. Did you consider going to France for the Rugby World Cup? Oh, I'd love to go to France for the World Cup. My wife left me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Anyway, those people speaking to our own reporter, Josh Crosby. Marcus, you know you're getting old, so your man from Pharmacia, the bar down the road. We were here in April. I was actually here with Ian uh, and other friends of ours, and we were walking into Pharmacia, and one of the other lads in the gang who's teaching here in Limerick says, stop, we can't go in there. Those lads are my students. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> you, know yeah, you're, you know you're getting long in the tooth. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, the, the squad, what do you make of the Irish squad? I mean, were there a, a, any surprises in it? No, not really. I, I, I think um, I think the, the management have done an awful lot of, of homework on who to bring. Uh, and I think the work they've done is probably more so two or three years uh, previous to this and, and, and watching guys. And a lot of guys, I think, would be passing remarks about guys that played really well to the tail end of this season. Um, I think John Klein is a big one that played well with Munster and didn't get included and is now a South African player. Um, but I think the plan was always with the guys that they had. And, and farm is, is great, but the, I, I suppose the big thing is there's some guys sitting at home this weekend who were in that Irish squad during the summer who may play a part in this World Cup. And it's the work that they've done over these last two years, whether they were away on that tour, um, you know, one or two that might have been on that South African development tour. That's all been working towards these couple of weeks. And for maybe a scrum half or, or, you know, God forbid, an out half going down, to be able to, to draw on one of those guys that's sitting at home who knows the game plan, who has trained with the guys through the summer, that's so, that's so key to success. And we saw it a couple of years back with, with uh, New Zealand, with Steve, Steve Donald, who, who was out fishing when he got the news <laughs> yeah. and came and kicked the winning penalty. Yeah. So that's the kind of in, continuity in you need. Didn't fit him. It was exactly. Too small. He, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was such an afterthought, they hadn't got a spare jersey to fit him. Exactly. And, but that's the forward thinking that you need. And I think that's how much down to detail this Irish management have thought about and combinations and the way things go. Some guys lost out. I, I, I feel for Keane Healy, I, I feel he's a guy that served. Ireland really, really mm. well, and you know you wish him all the best in his recovery. But um, you know, again, you've got someone like Jeremy Lachman who has come in out of nowhere, really ha- has been involved in the squad. But his form is really good with Munster, yeah. and there's an example of a guy that was just on the fringes, but who they're very confident would do a job. Uh, it's someone else who's, who's not on the squad, and it's not a huge surprise now. But it would have been a huge surprise had someone suggested it maybe a couple of years ago. Is Jacob Stockdale? You know, th- there was. The, the excitement around him and, and he was playing brilliant rugby and and listen Keith Earls is after getting a nod and I don't think anyone would have begrudged that and, and he's there not kind of because of what he's done in the past he's there on form today so he's there on merit but you would feel bad for Stockdale nonetheless it's kind of remarkable he's not there Yeah I suppose it's just form kind of dictates a lot of this and uh, um, the versatility that Keith probably brings and the experience that he has there um, probably gave him the nod I suppose 
Ireland seem to um, like to use that left-footed kicker a bit, so maybe we're down a, an option there behind James Lowe. Um, but uh, like along with Stockdale, there's probably James Hume, who maybe at one stage during this, um, in the last year or two, I thought that he might be pushing for um, a place. But I think overall the balance within the squad is quite good, apart from behind Andrew Porter. Keen Healy injury kind of, gave us that strength and depth and brought that bit of balance to their front row position. So there's always going to be injuries during this campaign. We've seen it 2015. We saw kind of that final group stage game with O'Connell, Sexton. It was nearly that quarterfinal stage. We lost like five probably key players. Mm. So hopefully injuries don't um, hurt us too much during this campaign and we can navigate the group stages um, with a fairly healthy squad. Marcus, they will though, whether it's injuries or something else. I mean, the nature of World Cups is you're going to have to, as a squad or Andy Farrell and his management team are going to have to deal with the unexpected. Like the, 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 the plan immediately becomes unscuppered is kind of what I've learned listening to lots of people talking about World Cup experiences. Yeah, I don't think you could probably... Listen, I'm touch wood when I say this. I don't think you could probably get any worse than what happened in the Scotland game this year in the Six Nations where you have uh, Josh van der Fleer thrown into the line-out and, uh, you know, Keane Healy in, in the hooking position and just crazy stuff, but stuff that this team seemed to relish. You know, throw whatever you have at us and we'll deal with it. And that seems to be their attitude. And I think you have to have that. And it's probably the learnings that they've taken from previous World Cups. You've got Paul O'Connell in there who was part of that um, in, in England where he'd a, he'd a nasty injury against France. And, you know, you, when you lose guys like that, so to be able to deal with that and, and even things like the preparation for the World Cup and the whole controversy around Johnny Sexton and the ban and you know, that's all part of rugby now, and it's just the way they're dealing with it. I think they've handled it really, really well. Um, and just, just even around the personnel that they've picked, I think we're in an incredible position now that you're talking like that about Stockdale not being picked mm. in the World Cup. New Zealand were doing that for years, where there's quality players being left behind, and they're playing in their, in their club game while the World Cup's going on. That's due to the development of rugby players in Ireland and the way we've, we've uh, I suppose, d- developed talent, which is fantastic. And, you know, unfortunately, someone loses out, but it's, it's quality players we have. Well, listen, Marcus and Ian are going to stay with me. We will take a very, very quick break. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. And this is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy coming to you live from the International Rugby Experience here on O'Connell Street in Limerick. And actually, I did want to mention that uh, tomorrow, uh, if you are at a loss as to how and when you're going to watch the match, well, the when uh, you're kind of stuck with. It's happening at half past two, Ireland taking on Romania. But they're showing it here at the Rugby Experience and it's going to be the only opportunity to come and watch it because the rest of the fixtures are all evening ones. So if you go on to their uh, website, just Google International Rugby Experience, you'll find it. And you book a slot for the tour and this tour is brilliant I was on it earlier between 4.15 and 5.15 then you come that little bit earlier and you can bring the kids and there'll be a great uh, atmosphere a lot of fanfare uh, downstairs uh, down in the basement or the dugout uh, as they call it Uh, so again just go to International Rugby Experience Google it you'll find all the details book a slot between those two times and then come that little bit earlier and it'll be brilliant uh, for everybody watching who is with me here at the Rugby Experience Marcus Horan and Ian Dowling Um, I I mean I don't want to waste too much time uh, previewing 
in the match tomorrow, um, you know, without kind of wanting to patronise Romania. But I mean, there's not really a huge amount to get excited about there. Is there, Marcus? I mean, or what, what would we be looking for? Yeah, if anything? I think you want to see the combinations going well. I think you want to see, like if anyone was watching the Samoa game, the warm-up game was that just things weren't fluid. They weren't running well. They weren't. Were you worried a bit about the line-out? Yeah, a little bit, but I think it was an off night. I mean, yeah. from a, a, a slippy ball and, and um, just conditions were poor. Um, but I think I think you just want to see things like that going well. I, I think with, with uh, Paul O'Connell behind the line-out, it, that's not going to happen again, you know. He's going to have all of the detail. But that's the key thing is just that combinations work well. That you'd like to see that when guys come off the bench as well, that's... There's no, if anything, there's an injection of pace or, or it rises a bit. I thought, I thought that wasn't really seen maybe um, in, the, in the small game either. So it's just, it's just that little bit of sharpness you want to see. Um, you can only play what's in front of you. And I think Romania are nothing like they were maybe 20, 30 years ago. You know, they were probably one of the, the better teams uh, below the Six Nations, mm. maybe vying to get in ahead of Georgia. But a lot of these teams have jumped them now and it's just from maybe lack of development. So I think... They're going to have a tough, tough outing, um, but it's important just for for Munster to get a good or for, for Ireland. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, forget where I old am. Habits. Yeah, old <laughs> habits. But but for for Ireland just to get that great performance, and I think that's key. I think it gives you massive confidence. Um, uh, predictions are hard. It's probably the most open World Cup we've had. But I, I want to ask you for predictions in a moment. But Ed, can I ask you about one other specific issue before we get to that? Do you think World Rugby in the last week should have come in with a new rule around substitution? So this is the big talking point around the Springboks, that they oh, yeah. load the bench with forwards and essentially they replace their pack about 50 minutes into the match. Yeah, it's, um, well, I suppose at the weekend it's in where now they're bringing in water breaks due to the heat. It, like a team like South Africa who maybe want that slower paced game, who rely heavily on their set pieces and um, try to physically impose themselves and just try to dominate the opposition France probably enjoy that to some degree as, as well it's, uh, look it's interesting it's great to see coaches um, try and push the boundaries it isn't until we start seeing the impact of these sort of decisions then we can decide um, whether it's a good thing so from an Irish point of view we'll have to wait and see because if you look go back to Six Nations with the ball in play like I think the longest ever was something like 46 minutes so if you have a pack of forwards and you unload your forwards there like, I don't know how well um, two packs of forwards will tolerate that sort of heat and the, the ball in play as long as that you know mm. so um, it could play to our hands um, I think it all goes very well. It's all very fine until you get an injury to an out half or scrum half. Yeah, um, and you just you you just can't predict that in in these games. And you know, some teams might even target a back player just to see can they can they you know get that guy off the pitch to to see what are you going to do with, yeah. with one back on the bench. Well, so, I think that's why people kind of are encouraging the rule change, possibly. I've heard, you know, that's the argument people have made is that, you know, it, it maybe encourages team to, to go out and injure or, or and we know, listen, that despite all the talk, uh, sometimes rugby hasn't helped itself when it deals with head injuries, that you have a bit of a knock on the head to one of your uh, backs and the temptation is, no, leave them on the pitch because we only have forwards left. Yeah, yeah, and that's the key thing. I mean, that's taken out of a lot of coaches' hands anyway with, with the doctor. Or on, uh, in situ that you might have to take a guy off and, and there's nothing you can do about it but I agree with, with Ian I think tactically uh, Razi Erasmus has been brilliant in the way he's looked at, at the bunch of players he has 
and said, right, I'm going to play to the strengths that, with the players that I have. We're not maybe going to be guys that are throwing the ball around and running you know, coast to coast mm. kind of rugby. We're going to use our muscle and try and out-muscle the opposition. And that's what he's done. He's done it when he was here with, with Munster. He, 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 he plays to the strengths of the group of players he has. And I think it's up to the opposite coach to try and mm. see how to counter that. And that's, it's a great tactical battle that, that you're going to see and, and whoever can master it will come out on top. You know? Alright, then the difficult question then before you go, Ian how will Ireland do and who will win the Rugby World Cup? Um, yeah, we're going to win the World Cup after we hopefully get past the quarterfinals. <laughs> Marcus? Yeah, look, my heart says we can win it. Absolutely, we can win it. We have unbelievable players. Um, well, if not Ireland then, right, we're all, we're all putting on the green jersey and saying Ireland. If not Ireland, who are you picking? Uh, France. Yeah, I'd love for it to stay in the Northern Hemisphere, so Georgia. <laughs> All right, on that note, Marcus Horan, uh, former Munster and Irish player, of course, and Ian Dowling, two-time Heineken Cup winner uh, with Munster. Thanks a million, uh, both of you lads, uh, for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.